When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Identifying. Let's go. Let's go. You're about to experience action like you've never heard it before. Action sports, celebrities, badasses, and massive interviews. All coming to you from the Polaris Razor Studio. This is Jim Beaver's Project Action. Exclusively on Podcast One. Welcome to Project Action on Podcast One, coming at you from the Polaris Razor Studio. Jim Beaver here with another edition of uh, the Anything Goes podcast. Uh, you know, we started out as, uh, I don't know what we started out as, but here we are, some uh, 150 plus episodes in, or I guess give or take a few, uh, and uh, we're still rocking and rolling here and uh, having a good time. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we've got a very, very fun guest today, one of my good friends, Leah Pritchett. You know her from the NHRA, uh, one of the faces of the NHRA, one of the fastest women on the planet, consistently driving her top fuel car at 300 20 plus miles an hour. Uh, anybody that drives 300 plus miles an hour, yes, that is somebody I want to talk to. And yes, she is on Project Action today. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this interview with Miss Leah Pritchett. Um, also did this interview, um, I guess this is the director's cut of it. I did it on my other show, the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. So uh, yes, this is uh, uh, the director's cut of that interview. We're going to air it in its entirety, not all chopped up like it was for national syndication. So uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Once again, thank you if you uh, tune into my other show, the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Thank you for that. We just celebrated our seventh anniversary this week. So a uh, great show over there. Make sure and check it out. It's also available on Podcast One, iTunes, uh, and uh, national networks, my website, downanddirtyshow.com, and uh, I don't know, a string of other places. So uh, I will ask you guys, uh, if you haven't yet, please go and hit the subscribe button on iTunes to both Project Action and the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Hit that subscribe button. And when you do, uh, leave a rating. And if you are so inclined, if you do leave a review there on iTunes, leave your Twitter or Instagram at username in the body of the review. When I see it in the review, I will go and follow you back on social media. So if you want to follow from me, boom, that's the easiest way to get it. Speaking of social media, I am at Jim Beaver 15 on all social media networks. And uh, yeah, love uh, love tuning or I love uh, talking with you fans, getting your feedback, guest suggestions, things like that. We've got to actually got a guest coming up uh, uh, here in the next couple of weeks um, that I've uh, been working on for quite some time from the gaming industry. But uh, this one uh, is one that you fans requested. And uh, I went out, sought her out, and we are going to get her on Project Action. We're working through the details right now, but it's a blockbuster one. It is a big one, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So, uh, yes, we have Leah Pritchett on the show today. And uh, i tell you what, I'm recording today, and then, boom, I am skipping a flight all the way to Minnesota from Arizona. I know most people are like, why are you going to Minnesota in the middle of the wintertime? It's like, 
It's like 10 degrees back there. Arizona, it's like 70. I know. I question my, I question my thought process daily. But anyways, we've got X Games Snowbike qualifiers this weekend. I am going to be the host of those. Uh, we're going to take some uh, best snowbike racers on the planet. We're going to transfer them right into X Games uh, next January. Next January. We're talking about here, what, less than a month away. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm going to go check out some X Games snowbike qualifiers. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a ton of fun. So, uh, yeah, I think we will be, uh, I don't know, follow me on social media i'll share the details i think we might be live streaming that race so uh uh yeah you'll be able to tune in on the internet too as well i guess so uh yeah thank you guys once again before we get to leah pritchett though i do have to tell you about a couple of our amazing partners here in project action and one of those is our good friends over there at true car you know and every car comes with its share of stories the ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date luxury package you got after a big promotion or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer while you can't put a price tag on your stories now with True Car, you can at least find what your car's worth when it's time to sell it or trade it. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number and watch how your details of your car pop right up. Then answer a few questions, navigation and moonroof. Well, Watch as they bump up your value. You got high mileage? Man, you like those road trips, don't you? Well, you already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much those road trips actually will cost you and uh, take that money right out of your wallet. Anyway, once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer. That is a real cash offer sent to you in minutes that you can take to your local certified dealer uh, to cash out or trade in your car. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. The true cash offer is not available in all states and you know everybody always wants to know what their car is worth right i know i do but uh now you can seriously true car man they keep they keep uh up in the game and uh definitely uh definitely impressive stuff um so you know we talked about true car but we've got another company that's been with us you know almost since day one and it's my good friends at geico you know and this is a 30 second commercial and i'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you But please, stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And you know what? GEICO has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak one of their trained specialists 24-7. GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. And sorry for all the numbers. And 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I am out of time. And you know, I'm a big sports fan. Obviously, you know that from this show. You know this. Well, We've got another huge week in sports across the NFL and NBA with some very exciting matchups. There's only one place to get all this action. It's betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1 and get a 50% sign-up bonus. That's PODCAST1. And, you know, starting with the NFL, there's a big matchup with the Chargers going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Philly and Dallas, big NFC East matchup. And Sunday night game with the Rams and the Chicago Bears. In the NBA, the biggest matchup of the week is a team with the league's best record, Toronto Raptors traveling west to face the two-time defending champs golden state warriors also you got the lakers facing the rockets in houston they're off off the last time the two teams played and plenty of on-court drama happening there go online or use your mobile phone today at betonline.ag and try in-game live betting where you can participate with all the action every play use the promo code podcast one get a 50 percent sign up bonus betonline.ag your online sports book experts and uh, yeah, betonline.ag, Geico, TrueCar, amazing supporters here, and Project Action on Podcast One. But speaking of amazing, we got the 
ever amazing Leah Pritchett on the show right now. I'd like to welcome, uh, I guess, second time this year we've had her on air, but uh, Leah Pritchett, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, coming back on. Of course. Thanks for having me to the Down and Dirty show, and I want to I want to say happy birthday. Happy seventh birthday. Yeah, seventh birthday. It's one of those, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of a bit surreal, to be honest with you, the seven years. And uh, it was one of those we put it out, and uh, every year, you know, kind of our anniversary, put it out. Hey, who do you want back on air that we have this year we haven't had in a while? And uh, your name uh, popped up, and I was like, ah, oh, definitely, let's get Leah on the on the line, because you and I always, we've got a lot to talk about just because not only drag racing, but there's a whole lot more to you and kind of your background in motorsports. So I think, it, I was like, yeah, I think there's a lot left on the table for Lee and I to talk about today. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> fans spoke and you are here. Oh, well, thank you. Yep, I'm here. I'm, well, I'm, I'm physically in, of course, uh, tropical Indianapolis where Don Schumacher <laughs> Racing is headquartered. <laughs> it's a, it's a cool 17 degrees outside, but as you know, right, technically the off season and we're gearing up right now on both fronts. So getting our top field dragster with Mopar and Dodge and Penzoil ready for 2019. And then El Bandito, the championship winning factory stock uh, car and team ready to go, getting ready for testing. So there's a lot, as you know, underway with partners and then with technology, budgeting, all the super fun stuff. But I like being able to talk with you, especially like right now, because we kind of get to reflect on everything we did on 2018. Yeah, well, in talking about that, I know what uh, you're talking about sponsorship and everything else. PRI ties right into that. Uh, I made the call not to go this year because I had a, something going on with my daughter, and I decided, hey, I'm going to actually do something for her for once and didn't go to PRI. But I know you were there. And uh, um, yeah, you. I think you had what? Like, I mean, I, I was looking at your schedule you posted on Instagram. I mean, it's a good thing when you have that many partners that want you in their booth, right? It is. You know, there's times throughout the season that we have dedicated with partners, but I feel like PRI and SEMA too is our time to give back. Uh, I used, I remember going to PRI back in the day when it was in Orlando and I don't think I was barely even old enough to drive a streetcar uh, hustling for, for partners. And you go there with your proposals and you go there looking for the latest and greatest, either technology or deals and discounts. And the way that I'm transitioning into PRI is I'm not really able to do that. Um, because there's there are a lot a lot of companies but more more than anything there's a lot of hardcore race fans that are there and it's our time to have those like one-on-one conversations and meet and greets and photos and really talk about the year or like me learn what they're doing that I don't have um you know that dedicated time at the track to so I really I really enjoy PRI uh in that standpoint of you know man being around just you know my peers racers whether it's USAC or Indy or Street or, you know, the epitome of motorsports lived at PRI. And if you didn't go to P, I mean, not you, but uh, if you weren't at PRI, what I love about it is there's a couple media outlets, um, you know, that are able to cover it. And, and so you feel like you're there. So I'm, we, we joke about it. We're like PRI, I'm so glad it's over. Or, but, you know, PRI is a, a week that we dedicate to, um, to, you're there at the show all day, but let's be real. You know, activities happen at night yeah. too. So <laughs> you uh, you have some good dinners and and you go to the clubs and you you know you drink and you meet other people that you know you you've also watched on TV or read about in magazines or heard about on your show and meet them in real life and mingle. Like 
the end of the day, it's all it's business, and um, it's also a good time with your peers. Yeah, you know, and that's what's funny about PRI, and, and I've started going to this. I've gone a couple of times now, and uh, this is the first year in a while that I missed. Uh, but like SEMA has become so, I mean, it's so massive. But PRI, I feel like it's a little more intimate. It's the endemics. It's the people that want to be there, you know what I mean, and and the companies that want to be there, and like you said, it, it's a racer show, you know, and I I feel like it's just a complete different atmosphere for me to be up PRI than it is for the SEMA show. I don't know if you get that same feeling. Oh, absolutely! From the moment you walk in, you're you know you're seeing everybody that are loud and proud with their own racing crew shirts or um or their cars that are on display, whether it be midgets or we had, man, I never thought I'd not see the day but i mean i had two cars there at pri there were both of the drag packs one with the livery uh you know as a hint to what potentially we might look like next year i'm not going to say it over the air to those <laughs> that saw it at pri in the in the nhra booth with dodge know what i'm talking about uh but the famous el bandito factory stock mopar drag pack was at the e3 spark plugs booth which i you know it it weren't, I really like when we're able to run a product and then win with that product and that car is in that booth. I mean, you go, I, like I said, I used to go to these shows to be able to, to see cars that I never got to see in real life and, and talk with drivers or crew chiefs. And I mean, that was, a, that was totally a highlight for me. So getting to be able to be in that position and, uh, and meet fans that like I talk with through Instagram all, you know, all year long or, or, you know, dedicated fans of TF4 or, or El Bandito and have them, you know, let them, I brought the Wally, the championship Wally, like, nice. like you can, you know, hold it, touch it, rub it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely the racer show. Now, one, and one of the things that I enjoyed the most was we had a comprehensive factory stock meeting with drivers, team owners, and then the, the three OEs of, this is still a class that is in its infancy stage, but graduating into elementary, middle school, and it's, yeah. you know, some hard decisions need to be made. What is the direction of this class? Where is it going? How do we keep the cost down? How do we keep parity? And when you've got like the, you know, the three, the big three all in the same room that all want different things, you, uh, it, your competitors on the track and, I don't want to say competitors off the track, but we all got to come together and come up with ways to help make this class grow, help people understand what it is and, um, and how to do, you know, just a, an increasing better job um, of, and, and ask for what we need in order to put on a great show for the fans. Yeah. Well, and talking about that, I mean, you know, you, you, you run in two divisions. I mean, that that's enough in itself, but uh, you took the championship this year in factory stock showdown. I mean, how does that weigh in in your career? Cause I mean, here, you, you know, you've taken Wally's in that with, uh, with your top fuel car, you've, you've got victories there, but I mean, how does this factory stock champion or showdown championship? I mean, how does this weigh in, in your career? It is, it's huge to be honest. It's, um, I, I don't have kids. I don't have children uh, yet, you know, maybe sometime later in life. But the one thing I guess I would compare it to is I'm sure maybe a lot of listeners do. Maybe, you know, you do. You have children, so you have two, and you, you love them the same, you know, unconditional love for them, but you love them differently. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way, um, that's the way I feel. Now, my first championship ever of, of magnitude was 2010 Nitro Nostalgia Funny Car with Steve Kluger. And that was the last full championship that I had. That had been eight years. And 
been chasing it with ProMod and Top Fuel now. And factory stock, I mean, I don't like when people are like, oh, you know, I really don't know. No, right now, factory stock has taken the cake because I've been able to be so integrated with our engineers at SRT. And at what I would consider at least a, a ground level, I'm two years into this program. Some people are just finding out that we're racing these, these cars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but two years into this program, you know, we showed up with just a, a diesel and and a, on a white small enclosed trailer, we're digging, you know, tools out of uh, cardboard boxes and, <laughs> and what would be, you know, spare from SRT to now beyond the, our own performance, trying to be the support for other Mopars and other drag packs and grow the class. So being on, on the inside and understanding the development with the new, with the new engines and blocks and, you know, potential direct connection has been gratifying. So instead of just driving the car and being able to hoist that Wally, me and, you know, our two engineers and everybody back at Detroit and then Schumacher racing, the two crew members that, well, it's really one that's here uh, and learning from Kevin Helms, four time super stock world champion. Like it had, I have become such, I think a better racer and even more understanding of the sport uh, by participating in this class. And that's really what I want at the end of the day. I want championships, but to ever continue learning. And that's what this has given me. Yeah, well, in, in bouncing back and forth between, you know, Top Fuel and uh, and Factory Stock Showdown, I mean, this is two completely different worlds. You as a driver, I mean, you got to drive these cars completely different. How is that for you? I mean, do you, I mean, literally have to flip a switch? Like, all right, we're in Top Fuel mode. All right, we're in Factory Stock you- mode. <laughs> You are you are exactly right. In, insane would be, I guess, would, would really be the word I would describe it. I mentally prepare myself physically, physically and mentally for those weekends. And there were times at the beginning of the year and the end of last, I would drive three different cars when we did the Papa John's Charity Challenge. Uh, there's, we all have the same amount of hours in the day. And let's just say when things go perfectly, NHRA, the schedule of the day, between all the rotating classes of alcohol, funny car, dragster, pro mod, super stock, super comp, top fuel, funny car, pro stock, you know, pro stock, bike, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if anything gets off by an oil down or a crash or weather, as a sportsman class, the factory stock showdown, we get bumped just like another sportsman class would. Well, that might bump it to directly before a round of top fuel or directly after. And we have a 16-car field in qualifying. We might have up to 30 going for this field. So we have to position, you know, my Honda Grom at the end of the track with somebody so I can go down there, you know, finish with fuel and weigh, go straight to the staging lanes. And this happened a handful of times, the eliminations on Sunday, where I get dropped off and am sprinting past my competition like Clay Milliken or Blake Alexander, whoever I'm running, Steve Torrance, they are already suited up in their car. The, they're finishing track prep for top fuel, and I'm winding myself running this eighth of a mile from wherever I got dropped off at. My guys are there holding up my gloves and my, my other helmet like, we're waiting for you. And sprinting, getting dressed, getting in the car. You want to talk about like pressure on the guy that straps me in. He don't have any time yeah. to make any type of mistake. Everything's got to be ready to go. And then in that moment of now that, now that top fuel pair is fired up in front of me, I've barely got inside the race car. And I mean, by like 30 seconds or so taking these big breaths of fresh air, which it's like 104 degrees outside, right? It's either Norwalk or 
um, or somewhere hot in the middle of the year. Yeah. And, uh, and reminding myself, yep. All right. Left foot is your clutch, not your brake. Yeah. And I'll, and I will, I'll dumb it down. I'll tell, I'll go through the whole procedure just one time. This is what I do for the burnout, you know, fuel on clutch out, brake out, throttle, you know, clutch break in. And I don't care how stupid it sounds. I give myself that one little last run through and then I'm fine. Um, but I think it's, it, it, it is quite a trip. And as soon as I get out of that, I usually have a, ro- a routine back with my team, putting the car up on jacks, draining the fuel, fueling up, packing parachutes. In those weekends, I don't get to do those activities. And uh, and it kind of upsets the, the, the team. Does, the, my top fuel team does a great job of picking up, but it breeds a little bit of inconsistency. So I say I'm so proud of my top fuel team for being the most consistent at being inconsistent with a rotating driver. Because Anton Brown, he'll come in. If we get to the semifinal in the top fuel car, it is impossible for me to be in the pit and warm up that car. So my team's got to have Anton Brown warm it up. And every team's a little different with how they do things. And they go with the flow. So I appreciate the fans for being patient and my teams and my partners for being patient too. Yeah, well, and that's that's insane for you to walk through it because, I mean, I've done double duty in a day before, but it's running a trophy truck and a Polaris Razor, you know, and it's like even when I get in the car, it's like, you know, it's a long-distance desert race, so I can take a mile to kind of figure things out and get my bearings. You don't get that. I mean, it's a quarter mile in a few seconds. You don't have a, a mile to, to figure things out. You know, I'm not losing any time by getting adjusted, but you, it's just like thrown to the wolves. I mean, that's just crazy to have you walk through that whole process. It's like, wow, I, I don't think fans. And then some weekends, like you said, you add in, you've added in a third vehicle. I'm just like, wow, that's nuts, Leah. Well, well, I, I appreciate that. And the, at the end of the day, the most important part are the things that happen once you stab the gas. So getting to the part of being perfect to even stabbing the gas is one thing, but you can't tell yourself what to do during a run because you don't know what it's going to do. So you get out of one car where you're leaving off of your two-step and your first instinct of the butt is, are we spinning the tire? How high and how far am I carrying this wheelie? Am I going to need to short shift? And okay, when I bring it back down or do any and pedaling in the factory stock car is much different than pedaling in the top fuel car, hitting second and third, keeping in a groove, which you're sitting on the left side of a car and not right down the center of a dragster. So all of those things need to come natural in that car. And you get in your top fuel car, whew, I'll tell you what, <laughs> you step on that gas after 14 minutes ago, or some, at one point it was nine minutes ago, uh, where you're, you know, your 60 foots are one tens and you get in your dragster and you're going 819, you, your, your sense of, of reality happens real quick. And, you know, you react to what that car is doing and your steering style and everything. So I attribute it to having, I guess, a lot of runs. But like I said, there's nothing wrong with ever dumbing anything down and uh, getting back to the basics. Yeah. Well, you know, and and hearing all these stories, I know, you know, before we went on to air, you and I were talking a little bit about sponsorship and, you know, kind of being that, you know, a lot, 90%, I would say 90% of our budget, a good chunk of our budget's already determined, but we're still hunting for those last few races or those last few dollars and things like that. But I want to go back because I... I think like your career, you know, and, you know, reading on you and and knowing what I know and hearing your story that you've told before, like, I mean, 
I think it's really impressive you, especially on the sponsorship front, because I mean, you know, your family was in drag racing. And so you had that gateway into the sport, but there came a point where you had to stand on your own two feet, you know, and your family kind of introduced you and they help you get started, but you know, nobody can afford to go to the professional. Well, I I don't want to say nobody. I mean, there's a select few that, you know, just have that money in the bank where they're like, all right, our kid's going to be a pro. You didn't have that. You know, (laughs) I mean, you had to, you had to make this, I mean, and one thing I really appreciate about you and the sponsorship is you've done your own proposals. I mean, you know this industry top to bottom because you've had to start at the ground floor and work your way up. And, I mean, this type of the season, I mean, you know, you're helping. You know you know what DSR is doing. I mean, this is, uh, you know, that, that's that got to be, you know, I guess added benefit for the team because you know what they're going through right now, right? I'd like – I appreciate that a lot. Um, yes, I'd, I'd like to think so. I always consider myself always on the learn, just constantly learning and trying to stay ahead of the curve. I identified a long time ago that social media and that engagement and that following is huge because at the end of the day, that is just a different type of media. So understanding our TV ratings and NHRA is definitely has been on the incline and changing production houses to changing, you know, um, Fox Sports 1 and then having all access and Cultivating those numbers is huge, but I know I I know I hear directly from our partners what they need, and digital media is huge, and they all need different things. It's kind of like having um I don't know if you were to have five girlfriends or five boyfriends or whatever, they all they all need a certain amount of return, but the return is different. You know, maybe it's more franchises for Papa John's, and that's a business to business element. Or maybe it's more sales, and that's a that's a customer element. How do we, you know, how do we really resonate the message? So at at the end of the day, we Don Schumacher builds championship winning teams. He's proven that decades. At the same time, we are a media outlet, just like you are. And I guess I don't really like to say those words, but I enjoy what I get to do because I get to spread a message that I am passionate about passionate about Mopar and Dodge and being the epitome of the brotherhood of Dodge, even though I'm a female, (laughs) the the brotherhood of muscle and making muscle and Hemi powered vehicles and, you know, putting Dodge at the number one spot in Detroit, like there's nothing more American. Well, there's a lot of American things, but uh, (laughs) um, I'm passionate about my messages and and my fans are passionate about rooting for our team. So, uh, and I'll say, you know, I've been, I've always been a proponent of, Nobody can ever help you if they don't know you need help. Um, I don't have 2019 locked up for the top fuel car. I've got the majority of funding. I have a couple of really big question marks right now on, on some large partners that, ha- that their industry, you know, is being affected by other elements and, and our racing program, you know, doesn't fit at the moment. So I'm on the hunt right now, DEFCON 1, as I've been in this position multiple times, um, but I will find a way, and uh, and we will be on the track. And you know, there's also opportunities in the factory stock program uh, to add a car. You know, if anybody's ever been watching, you know, for the past couple of years, this class, seeing how much it's growing, seeing that it's not pro stock. It's not going to be pro stock. We're not going to let it turn into, a, you know, a money-eating machine. Uh, you know, Schumacher is here to help in that, uh, in that grassroots, in the sportsman category, and we have – we have opportunities there too. So I'm, like I said, I'm here, I'm actually sitting in what we would call the oval office of Schumacher racing. Cause it's the only place that's quiet and CNC machines aren't running and there's not blowers being wind out and dynoed and fuel benches being turned on. Um, 
We're, we're hard at it in every way. So I appreciate that you, uh, that you see the grind. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's something funny that I've learned and I've actually learned about this a, a lot, actually from a, a lot of race car drivers, um, but because I'm very much the same way, but I know I read something and you'd said you're, you're an introvert that had to turn into an extrovert to make this, you know, to, to make this a career. Right. And I'm very much the same thing. And, you know, and obviously I'm doing radio and TV and that's kind of how I've helped make ends meet on my race program. But uh, I'm very much an introverted person that can, has had to turn into an extrovert. I read something you'd said about that, and I go, man, I would have never figured Leah as an introvert because you're so out there and engaged with fans and things like that. But I, I find that really interesting because the more and more you get to know a lot of race car drivers, I mean, I think we're our own breed and we get in our head, especially when we're in the race car, you know, and you shut everything off. But then when you get out of the race car, you've got to be able to relay that information somehow. So you've got to become this extroverted person. You, you're so right. And if you talk with the people that have known me for a long time, you, you, they would, they would say the same thing. Like, you know, I wasn't ever the one like really out there. You know, you take a big group of people. I, I engage in, I'm more of like a dry sense of humor type of individual. Yeah. And when you are the spokesperson for large companies, global companies, you learn that. So I didn't know it would ever be at this extent, but in 2000 and uh, I guess that'd be 2008 through 2010, graduated Cal, graduated Cal State San Bernardino in 2010. And I realized, man, I'm totally not smart enough to be an engineer or go down that path of crew chiefing. Uh, I have mechanical ability, but I knew I, that that wasn't going to work for me. Only way that I could drive a race car is if I could represent well large companies like Shell and Pennzoil but man, I don't even have the skill set for that. So I put myself through these communication courses and oh my gosh, it was so painful, like <laughs> scared to death. And I'm presenting my helmet, right? Like a topic would be like communication 101, bring in, you know, some, some important object in your life. I'd bring in my race helmet and you get to talk about it. Cause it's supposed to be easy to talk about things you're passionate about. I'm clamming up. I'm making notes. I'm trying to like read off of these bullet points. I can barely even speak to my class, but I did that for four years and then developed proposals and plans around it so that someday I could have that skill set. And I'm not exactly where I want to be. I mean, I think Antron Brown is probably the best ambassador that this sport has. I'm not just saying it because he's my teammate. Tony's been well-versed now for a long time. You know, Steve Torrance, he does a good job of bringing out his personality. And that's awesome. He can because, you know, it's just him and his Capco boys and his, and his family's company. So he can have a little bit more flavor in there. So I am, as I'm on this journey of introvert to extrovert, <laughs> uh, it's been, it's been good. I just, I hope to be able to include a little bit more knowledge of what the team is doing and how we're doing it. Because at the end of the day, there's so much that happens behind those ropes that even fans see during the day of how difficult it might have been to make that Q4 session of Pomona 2 because Q3 was going fine and you go to start up and you know what, your hub crank broke. What does that mean? You now have 20 minutes to do a second service and you just did a service and live TV is coming up and you need to make that other round to get more points and you see all your guys just absolutely thrash when it was unexpected. Those are the things and those are the stories that I wish we had more time to talk about. But no one's like nobody ever. Nobody ever goes to the bar and talks about like, hey, remember that time we were twenty minutes early to the staging lane? No, a lot of stuff <laughs> happens, and a lot of parts break, and there's a lot of like, oh crap, 
run over to that trailer, see if they've got that fitting because this one just broke or I, you know, we didn't know that those rock around, whatever it may be. It is a, um, it, it's not as easy as it looks with the cars go from A to B down the track. And I hope this year that people, I want the fans to really feel um, how much, how much goes into it. Cause I think that'll open up. Uh, I think that'll open up our market a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because we're getting ready and I, we're actually going to go testing the trophy truck here in like the next week. And our first race isn't until the first of February. And I'm going, there's no possible way where this is actually working out this way. Something's going to go wrong because it's going to be the week of the race. And then we're going to have <laughs> something's going to go on. But you're talking about NHRA. And I know you talked about the Capco boys and Steve's become just a dear friend of mine. And I've gone out to a couple of the races this year with uh, with Torrance and, uh, you know, in the whole, you know, the, the whole Torrance family and the Capco boys and um, you, you see what happens behind the scenes and you know, there's that, uh, HBO has that show with the NFL where they follow a team through the preseason. They mic all the players up and they, they literally follow what happens in the locker room and in practice and things like that. And I feel like knowing what mm-hmm. I know about NHRA now, if they were to take like your team and mic everybody up and not really tell the story of the races, just tell the story behind the scenes. I think it'll blow people's minds what you guys go through in between rounds at any given weekend. Oh, I believe it would too. And there's there's been a couple pilot pitches for for those uh, situations, and, and you know I I hope I hope that we're able to do that. What we fight a little bit is the access. So you know our product of of professional drag racing for the NHRA is what happens on the track, and that's a contract between NHRA and Fox Sports and the production company, which is actually NHRA, um, and. You know, NHRA is trying to show a little bit more of that. So it just becomes how much media are we, you know, how many different avenues are we letting see the product? And I'll, tell, I'll be the first one to tell you right now, we need all of them. We need all of the Hoonigans of the world. We need everything to be streamed on Twitch. We need all access to be able to be opened up more than just 40,000 people that can watch throughout a weekend. The more that we open up the access for people to see our sport, the more eyeballs that for people, if they're genuinely interested, now they have seen it when they didn't tune in before. Like, where else are they supposed to see it? It needs to be coming across their Instagram newsfeed of that world record setting run that was posted, you know, a half an hour after I just did it instead of me waiting until that show is aired the next day to push it out and even and get the footage. So there's a lot of um, tape that we are all pushing through together to be able to 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 be up with the times of things are happening now they're happening across all platforms and us as drivers teams you as well um you know if if it's happening right now it needs to happen right now if it happened 10 10 minutes ago it was 10 minutes ago nobody cares so it's just it's working on that sort of thing so people ask all the time like man it must be so nice you have an off season what are you going to do for two months (laughs) this is what i'm doing for two months (laughs) (laughs) right there's no off season uh there's no time to go down south and do any kind of wake surfing right (laughs) uh no no i'm i'm trying to spend more time in lake havasu uh Uh, has created a soft spot in my heart and i'd like to do more on the lifestyle things and and honestly it's creating content um, was something that I love outside of drag racing, and I don't I don't think that totally sucks to to pick wake surfing to be able to do that. Which of course is not wakeboarding. Wakeboarding you get hurt. Wake surfing the board only hits in your face and you have a huge scab on your nose throughout U.S. Nationals. Totally different. 
Yeah, it's funny you say that because I, I live in Parker, so 30 minutes from Havasu, and uh, I'm on the water all the time. But because, like you said, I, I've actually I've done a little wake surfing, but I took up wake skating because of wakeboard. It just my knees couldn't handle it anymore, and there's too many injuries. But like you said, at least with wake skating, the board just goes away and you fall in the water. And you know what I mean? It's funny. Because, and funny you talked about the injuries because I've pursued wake skating just for the same exact reason wakeboarding just is too injury-filled anymore. Right. I mean, there's, I'm sure you could do a lot of damage at nine miles an hour, but it is significantly decreased as opposed to 30 miles an hour and the board is still attached to your feet. And the next thing you know, you've got a broken ankle and you can't drive a trophy truck or you can't drive a Polaris or you can't drive a top fuel car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, before we get, let you go, I did want to ask you one question because you mentioned the Capco boys. Um, your husband works for the Capco boys. I want to know what any given weekend is like with, uh, with the Pritchett household with, uh, with Gary and you, I mean, like, I mean, I'm assuming if anybody's going to get second, like, well, I don't even know second because you've got your, all your teammates there at DSR. How does that work? Is there bragging rights within the household, Leah? I'll tell you what is most dynamic relationship and situation I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm even from the inside or the outside. So you always want your significant other, you want the best thing in life for them and for them to be successful. But if their success means that you're not having success, it's a, it's a weird parody. So uh, coming, you know, at the beginning of the season's one thing. We're all gaining traction and doing our thing. Going into the countdown. Okay. In the countdown, when we both, when I still had a chance at the championship, I'll tell you what, I never wanted to see Steve Torrance and my husband come home with zero <laughs> bonus money more in my life. <laughs> And our team moved forward. Um, now, we did tally it up, and there were 24 events. As we all know on the NHRA Mel Yellow Series, we came home between Top Fuel and then my seven race series and factory stock, 17 Wallies. So 17 times of 24, we, but in the Pritchett household, won a race. That is a lot of celebration. <laughs> Life is not bad um, to be a Pritchett right now. <laughs> No, so but um, there's a good majority of the time, you know, I'm I'm with I'm with my team. You know, we that means that we lost in the final or anywhere before that, and um, and we're I'm gonna tell you what we were we're always gonna be. What could we have done different or yeah. better or faster? How could I have done things different? So you're not in the best of greatest of moods. You're not in the let me go celebrate somebody else's success. Success. So Gary and I, we do a good job of separating that, helping each other. It sucks. We don't get to talk about our race cars at all. I mean, we just, we, we don't. And there's things I know that we're doing that I'm super excited about from an engineering standpoint with Mopar that I would love to go home and be like, hey, but I, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you can't. Because... Um, so it's, it's unique. And at the same time, we're on the search for sponsorship for him. He has the opportunity to drive uh, Johnny Lindbergh's alcohol, top alcohol funny car next year, 10 national events seven uh divisionals he would run it all year long that's obviously a big coin that goes with it so as i'm pursuing funding uh, for don schumacher racing and r2 programs i want to see my husband chase his champ or you know his his dream too which is driving and he debuted at the u.s nationals last year qualified third went to the semis he's like the epitome of the people's people so 
it's definitely a full plate, um, but we're always hungry and we always, you know, appreciate our fans and our partners and being able to come on and, and speak about what we're doing with you. It definitely is definitely the highlight of highlight of my week. Well, I appreciate that, Leah. It's always fun catching up and, uh, you know, good luck on your sponsorship hunt. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, you make it out to have you next time. Uh, ping me, man. It'd be, uh, be fun to get on the water with you sometime. I will. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And again, um, happy birthday. Happy anniversary 7th. And for those that are listening want to follow along this offseason and next year, Instagram, of course, is where I keep it the most real. That's Leah Pritchett underscore TF. And uh, Facebook, Leah Pritchett TF for all of our PR news and media and Twitter. Man, I'm, I'm a little bit behind on Twitter right now, but it's, <laughs> it's still the same. So thanks, everybody, for uh, for following along. Leah Pritchett does not disappoint. Awesome having her on. Big thanks to my friends there at Don Schumacher Racing for helping uh, uh, lock that one in. And uh, Leah, just uh, if you're not following her on social media, you definitely need to be. She is uh, she is one of uh, uh, I don't know one of the faces in HRA, but she has a hell of a good time. And uh, you know, I got to tell you, her social media game is pretty strong. She's uh, even Antron Brown has said he fails in comparison to Leah Pritchett. He's like, man, she's always coming out with these gimbals and these crazy contraptions for her phone and to take photos. And he's like, man, I got to up my game. He says, Leah's eating me for lunch. So uh, yeah, my good boy, Antron Brown, man. I love, I love Mr. Brown. He is uh, always fun to uh, have on air and good friend of mine. But anyways, yeah, follow Leah Pritchett. Uh, make sure and follow me. It's at Jim Beaver 15 on all forms of social media. Uh, if you're not already, make sure and hit that subscribe button over there on iTunes to Project Action and the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Don't forget to leave a rating or review. And if you do leave a review, don't forget to leave your Twitter, Instagram, at username, and I will follow you back on social media if you leave that in the body of the review. So I am headed to Minnesota for some X Games snow bike qualifiers. I'm sure we'll be talking about that next week. But uh, thank you guys once again uh, for uh, tuning into the show. Uh, it's always a good time, and uh, you know it's uh, always fun to have your guys' feedback on social media. Uh, celebrated seven years on the Down and Dirty Radio show this past week. Obviously, uh, you know, that interview with Leah Pritchett, that's a director's cut of the interview I did over there. So, um, yeah, make sure and uh, make sure and uh, go and follow that other show as well. And uh, we will be, be back next week with uh, a whole lot of fun here on Project Action on Podcast One. Um, so uh, definitely stay tuned for uh, for a heck of, uh, heck of a lot of fun uh, heading into the holidays. <laughs>